Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Podcasting from the 49th state of Alaska, where everyone rides polar bears to school and live in igloos. This is F Your Opinion, the best podcast for the latest updates in the MLB, NFL, and NBA. Here's your sports-loving host, Marvin McCall. What's going on, guys? Thank you for listening to F Your Opinion. I'm your host, Marvin McCall. And, you know, it's true. We do ride polar bears to work, to school, and we do live in igloos. I'm just kidding. But you would be surprised at how often I get asked that question when I travel down to the lower 48. I mean, not only me, but a lot of us Alaskans, we have to deal with those ridiculous questions. Like, yeah, we're going to commute with a big-ass polar bear to school, to work, to wherever we want to go, the store, and we live in igloos with power outlets, and I'm recording my podcast in my freezing-ass igloo in the middle of the summer. And maybe they're just asking these questions just to be annoying, but I don't know. Who knows? Let's get started. We're going to have a great show today, guys. Free agency isn't over yet, but... We're not going to get into that today. We're going to talk about DeMarcus Cousins joining the Warriors. We're going to talk about LeBron James signing with the Lakers. We're going to have some baseball. But first, I want to start out with a story. So does anyone remember how exciting Games 3 and 4 of the 2013 World Series between the Red Sox and the Cardinals was? I was actually in St. Louis for both of those games, right? And about a week before the series started, I was in Minnesota visiting my girlfriend, and I got a text from my sister saying she was going to go to Game 4 of the World Series in St. Louis. So I'm sure you guys know that I love baseball, and so does my sister Dolly. And I asked if I paid for my plane ticket to St. Louis from Bemidji, Minnesota, that she'd be willing to pay for my game ticket. And... Reluctantly, she said yes, and my girlfriend was a little upset because she didn't want me to leave yet. I mean, my girlfriend and I were both from Alaska, but she was going to school in Minnesota, and I was visiting before I actually, because I was actually getting ready to go to school in Montana. But anyway, so my girlfriend realized how much fun it would be for my sister and I to experience a World Series together. So my sister bought her ticket which was a bit more expensive, but further away from the field and also closer to home plate. And she bought mine, which was a lot closer to the field and a little less expensive. But so we arrived in St. Louis more than a few hours before game three started and decided that we should head down to the hotel restaurant and bar to watch the game. There were only about four Red Sox fans in that entire restaurant, including her. I love the Mariners, but for this series, I was rooting for the Cardinals. So the game started, and throughout the entire game, it was loud in that bar, especially during the little fiasco the umpires had at third base during that game. Do you guys remember that? The Cardinals ended up winning that game, 
and my sister already having a good buzz from drinking a crazy amount of beer, went and shook hands with a few Cardinals fans. All clean and enjoyable fun, right? So we get up early the next day and we explore St. Louis, around like pretty much around the stadium. We eat food, walk around, typical tourist stuff. We're from Alaska, so all of this sightseeing is pretty amazing. But finally, game four starts, and all I want to do is drink beer and watch baseball. I'm only 20 at the time, and I try my luck at a place serving beer, and sure enough, they don't, they don't ask for my ID. So I grab my beers, and I enjoy the game. As I sit down, I'm thinking there is no way this game will live up to last night's. There's no way. Jeez, was I wrong. My goodness, it was a lot better. Being at that stadium is a completely different atmosphere. Cardinals fans, you guys are, honestly, you guys are absolutely amazing, and I get goosebumps right now just talking about it. Want to know the only bad thing about that game? So I missed the Uhara pickoff when Colton Wong stepped out too far for his leadoff in the ninth. I turned my head somewhere else just for a split second. I was so mad that I missed it. But at the end of the game, as we were leaving, some Red Sox fan, he lit up a cigar, leaned back, and put his feet up on another chair like he had just won the game. Cardinals fans were just cussing at him and trying to knock the cigar out of his mouth. All he was doing was smiling, and then a brave Cardinal fan finally got tired of his shitty actions, slapped the cigar out of his mouth, stomped on it, and pulled him up by his shirt. But by this time, a whole crowd of people and security were surrounding the both of them, and I couldn't see anything else after that. At least I witnessed something exciting, right? To this day, I'm still irritated that I missed that pickoff. But whatever. Anyway, let's get started. So in the last episode, we started off with the NBA free agency period. This time, we're going to start out with baseball, the MLB. And so according to the MLBTradeRumors.com, who knows Colby Rasmus? But so Colby Rasmus has been placed on the restricted list, meaning the, the restricted list is a compendium of players who are out of organized baseball but they're not free agents so a team can request that player be placed on the restricted list if that player has left the team without a valid reason or has announced his intention to retire but is still of an age or level of skill that can allow him to return to professional baseball in the future So, uh, Rasmus, he's done this before. He did it with the Rays. Again, in the middle of the season, he quit on both of his ball clubs twice. Think about it. You really think other teams are going to even attempt to compensate the Orioles and re-sign this guy with the fear of him quitting on the next ball club midseason? I doubt it. See, Colby Rasmus, he's... Okay, he's a talented player, But at this point, he's more of a distraction than anything. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's personal reasons or he's just frustrated with rebuilding teams. But stick out the damn season if it isn't a personal reason, right? 
and hopefully you'll get traded before the non-waiver deadline, or maybe you can sign with a contender over the winter. Just don't, don't quit on your ball club. I know a lot of people that would love the opportunity to play in the big leagues, and Rasmus is taking it for granted. Good luck to you, my friend. I don't know, maybe I'm a little, being, maybe I'm being dramatic, but is anybody else irritated with this? Like, why, why quit on your ball club? You're making millions of dollars. I, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's move on to Michael Fulmer. So I touched up in the last episode on how interested the Dodgers are in Manny Machado. But according to MLBTradeRumors.com, they also have heavy interest in Mike Fulmer from the Detroit Tigers. Clearly, the Tigers, they're in rebuild mode. And they should definitely, in my opinion, they should definitely trade Michael Fulmer for a package of younger players, which they seem like they desperately need. But right now, the Tigers seem reluctant to trade him because he's their top starter, one, and two, he's former Rookie of the Year. And Fulmer isn't doing that great this year, though, which is why they might decide to trade him away to a contender. He's also under club control for another four and a half seasons, which is probably another reason why they wouldn't want to trade him away. But sitting with the 4.20 ERA this season, it's clear that he needs to be a part of a team that isn't rebuilding, and maybe a change of scenery will help him. But let's get back to Manny Machado. And right now, the trade talks are accelerating. And, I mean, who wouldn't want to have Manny Machado on their team? This kid is talented, right? And according to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, Manny Machado trade talks have been heating up with the teams like the Dodgers, the Phillies, the Diamondbacks, and the Indians as the most interested teams. Right now, the Orioles want to trade him sooner rather than later. As I said in the last episode of F Your Opinion, the Dodgers are heavy favorites to land Machado, but now it's looking like the momentum is shifting towards the Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks, they make a lot more sense for... Machado because their infield isn't cluttered like the Dodgers, the Phillies, and the Indians. Whereas the Dodgers have Seager and the Indians have Lindor and you know in return the Orioles can they can acquire a young talented player like Cattell Marte and a few other prospects from the farm system. Now remember when the Orioles were frequent flyers in the playoffs? Now they're in their rebuild mode and they need a hefty package of young players in exchange excuse me in exchange for Machado. I man, I feel bad for Orioles fans. Chris Davis big hefty contract is struggling this season. Like really struggling. And now they don't have a choice but to ship off Machado because I'm sure he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuilding team and they need to ship him off to a contender for a handful of young players and I honestly I promise I promise Orioles fans the rebuilding stage and the wait is so worth it 
I love the Mariners, and I've I've had to sit through season after season of sucking, and now all of a sudden the Mariner the Seattle Mariners are pretty damn good this year. As a sports fan, it's such a great thing to witness. Honestly, for all of you Orioles fans, it will get better and the wait is very much worth it, I promise. And maybe you guys will be back in the postseason next year, a couple of years, three years, who knows? And maybe Machado doesn't even want to leave. Maybe he'll re-sign and somehow help with signing better players in order to make the postseason. Who knows? You know, now let's shift our attention to LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm so excited for this coming season of the NBA. As I said in the last episode, I love the Lakers and Kobe is the greatest player of all time because, F your opinion, LeBron James signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. And I hope I'm not the only one excited for that. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are irritated with his decision, especially Cavs fans. But we all saw it coming. LeBron is now a Laker. As he stated before, he wanted to do what was best for his family. And we all know in the back of his mind, as I stated before, he wants that fourth title before Steph Curry. Look, we know how great that Golden State team is, and they built most of that team through the draft. You have Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Jordan Bell, and with the exceptions of KD, Livingston, and Iguodala. With LeBron now a Laker, aging but experienced veterans are going to want to play with him, hoping for another ring, if not their first. You have guys like Lance Stevenson, Rondo, and McGee, already signed up knowing something is brewing in Los Angeles with that young and talented core. So stop thinking like a typical fan and start thinking like you're an executive for an NBA franchise so you can actually see what is going on. Yes, the Rockets are a hell of a lot better with Chris Paul teamed up with James Harden. And yes, the Warriors on paper are damn near impossible to beat. But now... Now the Lakers have LeBron, who can teach a young guy like Kuzma, and Rondo, who can teach not just the physical aspect of the game, but as well as the mental part to Lonzo. And Lonzo, is already he's already a hell of a passer. Just think how much better he can be with Rondo teaching him better court vision, not just with the ball, but off ball as well. So do you guys remember... The video that was going around the internet with Rondo yelling at his teammates about where they should be and when. Rondo and LeBron are like coaches playing on the floor and that is exactly what the Lakers are getting. This brings me to a guy like Lance Stevenson. He's just like Draymond Green, isn't he? Okay, now before you laugh, before you laugh at that statement, think about it. We both can agree he's nowhere near the defender Green is, but he can be an irritant like Green and that's exactly what teams need. NBA teams are catching on to it. Just think, okay, just think if you had a guy like Draymond Green on your favorite team, or maybe someone like him, with the mentality like Green, with talented shooters around him, how much better did your favorite team just get? Possibly a playoff team, right? No question, absolutely. You know, 
I didn't even think about this until today, but the rivalry for the Celtics and the Lakers is relevant again. Not only that, but as well as a rivalry between LeBron and Kyrie. You don't think you don't think LeBron was actually thinking about that during his free free agency period? You know damn well he was. He wants that Lakers-Celtics finals. He wants that LeBron versus Kyrie final. And to stir the stir up the pot even more, when reporters asked if LeBron was near Jordan's level yet, you know what Kyrie said? Kyrie responded with just a simple, nah. That's all he said, nah. Want to know what I think? LeBron surpassed... Okay, LeBron surpassed Jordan a long time ago. And I'm not just saying that because he's on the Lakers now, but that's right. F your opinion. Think what you want. Laugh to yourself or think I'm crazy. But LeBron is definitely better than Jordan at this point in his career. Want to know what else I think? The Lakers are also starting a Western Conference rivalry between them and the Warriors. This is what the NBA needs. Something different and something exciting. Who doesn't want to watch something like this? The last two years I've heard and witnessed so much complaining about how boring the Warriors and Cavs final is. Towards the end of the regular season, the Lakers will have the second best record in the Western Conference with the Warriors in first, the Rockets in third, and the Utah Jazz in fourth. Mark my words, write it down, memorize it, whatever you want to do, but the Lakers will beat the Warriors in seven games in the Western Conference Finals and the Celtics in six in the NBA Final. Paul George should have thought long and hard before re-signing with the Thunder. If I sound if I sound a little bit weird right now, I I apologize. These summer times this summertime allergies are kicking my ass right now. Like my nose is all stuffed and my eyes are watery and itchy. You know, my nose will start running, and honestly, I'm sorry if I sound weird, but... So what do you guys think of Paul George staying in OKC? He... So he decided to re-sign with Oklahoma City, right? And the big three of Carmelo, Westbrook, and George, they honestly, they weren't that impressive last season. Although they did start to click towards the end of the regular season and early in the playoffs. So maybe maybe they know what they can accomplish when their chemistry is off the charts. Uh, but the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to possibly buy out Carmelo Anthony's contract. And we're not going to get into that right now. So now the big three is Steven Adams, Westbrook, and Paul George. And it should have been that big three, even with Carmelo on the team. I mean, he's still on the team. They haven't bought out his contract yet, but that's what it should have been. And it just... It doesn't make any sense to me that Paul George just decided to re-sign in Oklahoma City. Because... He wanted nothing more than to win. And I don't think that... I don't... I don't know. I don't think he's going to make it past the second round in the playoffs. I really don't. 
and maybe maybe it makes a lot of sense for you listeners out there, but the Western Conference is a lot tougher than the measly East, and the West just got a lot tougher with LeBron in L.A. You really think OKC can get through Curry and the Warriors? Or how about the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell? I mean, the Jazz beat them last year. You guys remember that? What about the Lakers with their young core and LeBron now? Or how about the Rockets with Chris Paul and James Harden? That's a hell of a conference, ladies and gentlemen. How good do you think the Thunder... Okay, question. Question for my listeners. How good do you think the Thunder would be if they were in the Eastern Conference? I'll let you think about that one for a minute. So probably a whole lot better, right? But they wouldn't get very far with Boston in the way. And now that isn't a knock on Westbrook, George, and Steven Adams. I'm not questioning their talent at all. Each and every one of them are all-stars, and two out of the three are superstars. Westbrook, on any given night, he'll give you a triple-double every single game. And PG, Paul George, is one of the best two-way players behind Kawhi Leonard. And Steven Adams is a dominant low presence. So, I'm just saying that the Western Conference is just way too tough for them to get far into the playoffs. I mean, they might finish 5th or 6th in the conference, but they're not making it past the second round, that's for damn sure. When people think... Okay, so when people thought of OKC, they thought of Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, and Westbrook. And I used to think, why couldn't it be the big four and include Steven Adams? But now that Carmelo is probably, he's probably going to get bought out. His contract's probably going to get bought out, like I said before. But without someone like Steven Adams, they're not even making the playoffs. Not even a cent of the playoffs. Simple as that. Without Steven Adams, they don't have a talented rebounder, scorer, and defender down low. Who are they? Who, I mean, who are they going to replace him with if, God forbid, he gets injured? Jeremy Grant, possibly. But he's not the fire starter like Steven Adams is. The kid proved... Uh, Jeremy Grant proved that he belongs in the NBA last season, but he's not as talented as Steven Adams is. And I know we think of the big three when we think of OKC, but as I said earlier, without Adams, they're not even making the playoffs. But if they did, their best finish would be an eighth seed against the Warriors, and they'd they'd get knocked out in the first round. But even with Carmelo leaving and Westbrook Paul George and Steven Adams still on the team. They're, like I said, they're not even going to make it past the second round. It just doesn't make any sense to me that he'd re-sign with Oklahoma City. And obviously he's probably pretty comfortable there. But what doesn't even, what doesn't make even more sense is that DeMarcus Cousins signed with Golden State. And according to DeMarcus Cousins... No other teams offered him contracts, but the Pelicans, they offered him a two-year deal. He gave the Lakers a chance to offer him a contract at the mid-level exception, but they turned him down. So 
signing with the Warriors, he's just he's just being petty at this point. You know, he knew so many people would get pissed off. So many players in the NBA would they're probably pissed off right now. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about him joining the Warriors? Their entire starting five are all all stars. I mean, the damn Warriors starting five consists of five all stars now. I'm furious. It's irritating. How is this allowed in the NBA? You have lights out shooters in Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, arguably the best scorer in Kevin Durant, a dangerous defender with Draymond, and now they add one of the best big men, if not the best big man in the league. According to DeMarcus Cousins, the Warriors were the only team to offer him a contract, but I find that very hard to believe. You're telling me that a team like the Wizards who need a center didn't have any interest in Cousins whatsoever? And apparently, the Pelicans didn't want him anymore. I mean, I I debunked that just, I don't know, what, two minutes ago? How many people do you think are going to stop watching the NBA after this? I mean, I'm I'm going to continue to watch. I love the NBA, even though I'm mad at the fact another All-Star had to go and join a full team of All-Stars. I'm curious to see how he fits with this up-tempo shoot-first team, though. Cousins' ability to run the floor, stretch the floor, and shoot the ball for a big man is typical in today's NBA, and I'm sure Coach Kerr will find a way to help him fit into the perfect role within that lineup. But I don't think he, I don't think he'll be as dominant on this roster as we're used to seeing. With the Kings, he was absolutely amazing, right? With the Pelicans alongside Anthony Davis, it seemed like he didn't regress at all playing with another star. Him and Davis had something good going last season, and it looked like they were on the rise, but I don't think he wanted to play with the Pelicans anymore. Who knows? Only he does, and only his agent does. I'm not... Okay. I'm not in the NBA front office, so I can't sit here and act like I know something when I don't. Want to know what I do know, though? He wants a title, and he's petty. Definitely wasn't going to happen in San Francisco. I mean, excuse me, San Francisco, Sacramento, sorry. Probably not with the Pelicans and Davis. You know, maybe he could have won a title with his old teammate, John Wall, in Washington. And that, honestly, that would have been a bit more meaningful, in my opinion, But to try and do it in Golden State with four other superstars, my goodness, what a damn joke. Now, I know I said earlier in the show that the Lakers were going to beat them in the conference finals. Guess what? I'm sticking to that. Even though DeMarcus Cousins was the Monstars final piece from Space Jam, I might be a bit biased because the Lakers are my favorite team, and they have been since Kobe wore number eight. Like I said, I'm sticking to that bold statement. Just watch. Lakers in seven. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to F Your Opinion. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at mccall24. That's at M-M-C-C-A-L-L-2-4. Also, I'm going to give you my email right now. It is mccall.marvin at hotmail.com. And I'm giving you my email right now because... I want you guys to send in stories that I can put on the next episode 
like the one I had in the beginning, like a crate. So think about if you went to a professional sports game, whether it's MLB, NFL, NHL, NBA, whatever it is. I want to know. I want to hear it. And I want to be able to put it on my show. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.